Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. I am RJ Ochoa. It is day two of our Super Bowl coverage here at SB Nation, and we are joined by two of the best in the business. You know Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride and Monday Football Monday. Nobody really cares. He's been here too often all throughout the season. <laughs> we have a guest of honor, though, John Ledyard from Pewter Report on Twitter at Ledyard NFL Draft. Nice and easy. One of the brightest minds, one of the brightest visions in the NFL. John, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, RJ and Pete. I appreciate it, guys. How has uh, how's the week gone for you and, and your team over there? It's gone great. I mean, obviously, I think when you cover a Super Bowl on the media side, hey, players, they probably like the, the patterns and everything. But the media side, you definitely wish, you know, there was the event and you were at these different podiums physically. And so doing it virtually has its challenges and its frustrations, as, as Pete and I were kind of discussing off air before we started. But yeah, I mean, I think just to be able to do it at all and the fact that we've had a season at all and that it's ensured a lot of jobs uh, in this field that you know, honestly has been a blessing as, as tough as it is and as hard as those decisions have been. So it definitely takes away from the experience a little bit, but but excited about the game on Sunday and being in the press box and things like that. I just kind of encourage people the whole time, you know, look at the process behind the results that they're getting. Like, it's not like they're just getting lucky in these games. Like they are really taking apart, you know, teams um, from a schematic standpoint, which really they, they've kind of relied on talent before that. So when things improved there, I think the results improved, even though the defense was still struggling. That continued against Washington. Then you had a Saints and, and Packers games kind of back-to-back -back where the offense played well enough, obviously, to win the game and didn't lose the game, you know, but I, I don't think that they played as well as they'd been playing before. And some of the things, the good parts of their process offensively changed and weren't as good as they'd been uh, and, and kind of reverted back to some bad habits. But in the nick of time, the defense has stepped up and made a ton of game-changing plays uh, in key pivotal moments and played their best football of the season, really, in two of the biggest tests of the season. So it has been a full season of complimentary football in Tampa Bay where you have had you, you have had glimpses of everybody putting it together at once, but they are so talented on both sides of the ball that it has been kind of a on and off of one side carrying the other a little bit and helping, you know, when the other side's struggling and so it's been a fascinating season. Like I said, I think it crept up on people that what the Bucks are in. You know, everybody expected the Chiefs to be here. Even though Brady's presence and all the stars Tampa has, it didn't feel like anybody really took them seriously until the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't think anybody thought they were going to – I mean, hardly anybody thought they were going to beat the Packers, it felt like. What's interesting about this matchup in a lot of ways is that there is this kind of magic around the Bucks this season. Like, they've, mm -hmm. they've – I don't want to say they've caught breaks. I mean, they've, they've had, uh, you know, bad things happen too with like Vea's leg and stuff like that. But there is like kind of a magic around their getting Vea back when no right. one expected that. And, um, you know, the way they've been, they were able to rise up and finally beat a Saints team that, you know, has kind of victimized them. And then you felt like there might be some drop off the next week. Green Bay was playing as well as any team in the league, really. And they went out and they played another great game defensively. They hadn't really strung those together for a while, especially against great opponents. So there was definitely a little bit of like, okay, you know, when's this team going to run out of magic? And then now you get all the way super like, well, there's only one more game. Can they do it one more time? And so not to say they aren't good and they're, that they're getting lucky at all. Obviously they're extremely talented. And, you know, I think um, all, but I've said this on, on our podcast as well on the Peter report podcast. I said, like, if these two teams played a hundred times, like, the Chiefs are probably going to win most of those games. Mm -hmm. It'll just like the Chiefs will against any other team in the league. I don't think there's a team in the league on the level of the Chiefs. I'd have them a tier above everybody, but they're only playing once. And uh, I think the Bucs have the components, if anybody does, the Bucs have the components to be able to win a game like this. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. Obviously, like I said, the Chiefs are, like I said, easily the best team in the league, in my opinion. Um, but I think the Bucs are – 
the second best team. And I don't think many people would have said that going into the playoffs, but I think they've played at that level and proven that the balance on all, on all phases of the game, I think are there right now for Tampa Bay. And if they play their best game, I really think they could beat anybody, but it's a matter of consistently doing that. The chiefs have just been more consistent at doing that than the bucks. have been. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB nation NFL show, wherever you get your podcasts.